1: You're listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Scores! Scores!
0: Scores! Logan Couture wins it in overtime.
1: Now, now. here's your host, Ted Ramey.
2: Lightning went to draw. Pacliano and four-checking. Couldn't sweep it away from McDonough, who skates out for Tampa to center. Got to the Sharks' line. Bodied up there, but it's torn to the net. They score! Ross Colton, who got the only goal last night in Anaheim, got that puck as Radim Shimek
1: stepped up to the zone entry, made the check, but the puck slipped underneath him, and Colton came into the left circle and just dri- dribbled one and drifted it home to make
2: it 1-0 Lightning.
1: Yeah, very discouraging. I think this is the, the benchmark of... You know, if you want to compete and, and play with the big guys, you have to bring your A game. And uh, we definitely didn't do that from the drop of the puck. And, uh, you know, in the first 10 minutes, 15 minutes were a disaster. And uh, and that's what happens. It starts, uh, you know, it starts with, you know, showing up and, and uh, making sure you're best against the best team in the league.
2: Ooh, some days you are the saw and some days you are the wood. Last night most definitely proved that, and the San Jose Sharks after 42 games, 21 wins, 19 losses, two overtime losses, putting them two games over Hockey 500, but realistically at 21 and 21 on the year, again sitting at fourth place in the Pacific, one point back of LA, three points back of Anaheim, and six points back of first place Vegas. If we take a look at the wild card standings, not too much has changed for the San Jose Sharks. They still sit at second, seven points back of first place Minnesota and two points up on Calgary. Last night was everything that I feared it would be against Tampa because they do literally everything well. Whether it is offense, whether it is defense, whether it is breakout, whether it is forecheck, whether it is just passing. I mean... The thing is, they are not the fastest team I've ever seen. They, they're they good with their speed. Don't get me wrong. They are fast. But like compared to the Pittsburgh teams that beat the Sharks in the Stanley Cup final, that was one of the fastest teams I've ever seen. However, this team moves the puck so quickly that it's alarming in terms of it's hard to track. And they put guys out of position. And they did that early and often. And the Sharks were just not ready for it. And I know that... You know, after the game, you heard about Bob Bugner talking about a lack of compete. And I think that a couple of the guys said they weren't ready. And, you know, there was a little bit of questioning of why it was such a bad start. But, you know, I I think the compete level was there from the Sharks in the sense that they didn't go into that game expecting to get blown out of the, you know, water like that. I think it's just overwhelming when Tampa plays that style of game that well. It's almost like if you're not perfect, you have a chance of getting beaten like that. And I think that's exactly what happened to the Sharks last night. They were not perfect. Suddenly and very suddenly it was one nothing, 2 nothing, and then it was kind of like, okay, you're demoralized at this point. You feel like you can't do anything right. You didn't see the shoulders slump, but it was just like y- you didn't know where it was going to come from next. They just moved the puck so well and create opportunities for themselves that a shorthanded Sharks team who, by the way, looked like they could have used a healthy Eric Carlson last night, you know, they just did not, they didn't have it. It wasn't going to go well. And if if you want the the measuring stick of what you want to be in terms of a great hockey team, I mean, just look at Tampa. I can't think of anything they don't do well. And, you know, I haven't seen them in person for a couple of years now, at least not since they've, you know, won those two Stanley Cup champions back to back. And just watching them, it was just like, wow, this team is really, really, really good. And watching them demoralize the Sharks, it had the same effect to me that I've, I've seen with other teams against the Sharks is this is what we used to do to other people. This is what the Sharks used to do. They would just absolutely dismantle teams, go up early, and cruise to a win. I mean, how many times do we see it over that course of 15 years where the Sharks were just the clearly better team? And not even like a small debate, but just overwhelmingly the better team. And that, to me, was what we were watching with Tampa last night. And you see a team that is of that caliber, it's you have respect for it. I mean, obviously, I didn't love that the Sharks were getting blown out, but at the same time, I was watching that team thinking, wow, this is a really, really, really good hockey team. And, I, you know, I go back of the, the multiple championship winners of the last, you know, 15 or so years. And I put Tampa right at the top. They are so good and they are so deep. And it is everyone out there on the ice. They punish you. They come at you. They do everything about as well as you can. I mean, that, that's it's alarming how complete they are you know, it's, it's not just one aspect of their game. It's not just writing a hot goalie to two championships or something like that. It's that they have the best goalie in the world. And one, well, and the sharks didn't even have to deal with that last night. Right. Oh man. I, uh, you know, I, I'm not, I don't mean to fawn over what we saw at Tampa last night, but I had been really curious to see them. I had been really, really eager to see them in person because it had been so long and they, they lived up to the hype. They were every bit as good, if not better than I thought they would be. And that's a tough luck for the Sharks, but, again, it is the measuring stick. If you want to be the best, you see where you are compared to the best, and they were significantly better than anything San Jose had to offer. And I knew that after the bad loss they had to Anaheim the night before where they were probably off their game and then with a different, you know, just a bad game for them when Anaheim is good enough this year to take advantage, that with the bounce back or the pushback from Tampa was going to be bad, and it was. So for the Sharks, it's a matter of bouncing back after that, and you know I think that again Bob Bugner was talking about a lack of compete, and you know he said that some days they don't have their legs going, and that's a little bit more understandable. But this was guys kind of standing around, and to me it was just kind of like it was a blitzkrieg, and they didn't know where it was coming from, and that team just they move so fast in terms of one side of the ice to the other and one end to the other, and it's just it's almost alarming and a little bit disorienting how complete, and just, just boom, 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 boom. It's it's so precise. I mean, there was an overwhelming nature with watching what they do where it's just, it's a blitzkrieg. I mean, you just don't know what to do in those situations, I think, and that's where the Sharks were. I think they were just completely overwhelmed, and when Tampa overwhelms a team like that, they can pour it on. That's exactly what they did, and the Sharks were just out of it as soon as it got going. And that's, that. you know, it, it, it even felt different than the Pittsburgh game, because the Pittsburgh game, to me, felt more like the Sharks were just – they didn't have their legs and they were moving slow, but this game it was kind of like the Sharks didn't know where it was going to come from next. That was, again, the most alarming thing to me, and I, I I know it's easy for me to say that now because I've seen the game and it's over with, and I'm sure I was more like Bob Bugner and frustrated in the moment, but I was just uh, – yeah, I mean, that's that's a good, good team. you you got to show respect to a team like that, obviously – and I do, and I, I'm, I'm damn near reverential at this point because they put on a clinic last night. Uh, but, you know, the, the Sharks, they're not there. I mean, that's that's the end point of any discussion we talk about when com- comparing them to the best team in the NHL. They are not there. And, again, that's that's where you need to be. That's where you want to be. That's where you get a good idea of how far off you are and what you need to do to get to that point. But also you can get it handed to you and that's exactly what happened last night. And, you know, I, I I don't know if it was Reimer's best night, and it probably was not. It was nobody's best night, but I think that was more to Tampa taking the Sharks out of their game. I think it was a little bit alarming because you wanted them to have one last really good show before they went back out on the road because they've got an incredibly tough road trip coming up against them. They'll see this Tampa team in a, you know, a week, and it's just... It's not, it's not good. You do not want to end a homestand like that before you go. I guess it's not a homestand because they were in Seattle on Thursday night, but where the overwhelming majority of games have been at home, you don't want to finish it like that before you go back out on the road for the toughest trip of the year. But, you know, credit to the Sharks. This is what they have done all year long. Every time they've had a bad loss, they've been able to bounce back. And I don't look at the Kraken game as a bad loss. That was just a game where the Kraken were a little bit better, and the Sharks are a tough luck offensive team right now. And the Sharks can't, you know, they can't do this too many times, right? But you had a feeling that they might get blown out by Tampa. At least I did. I mean, maybe maybe you didn't. Maybe I am being too um, kind on the Sharks this morning. I just, I had that concern going into the game last night and it, it played out exactly the way I thought it would. And they got overwhelmed at the start. It didn't have a whole lot of pushback and Tampa's just too good. And the good thing now is you get a couple of days off. Then you're going to be at Washington. And, you know, to be honest, when the Sharks played the Caps earlier this year, it was not that bad of a game. I thought the Caps were better, but the Sharks were not bad in that game. And I hope the Sharks would think to themselves, okay, we did some things in that game that were pretty good. Let's see if we can have a pushback and a bounce back to what we did. And I think there's a similar feeling. When you look at the second game against Pittsburgh that we just saw where the Sharks got blown out by Pittsburgh and then came back with a relatively quality performance, and it was a game where I thought the Sharks had the opportunity to win and were unable to do so, but let's see if they can do that against Washington. Then, again, it gets no easier. Florida, Carolina, and then to start off February, you are dealing with Tampa before you go on a break for almost two weeks, and then you're back home against Edmonton, Vancouver, and Vegas. And, you know, at this point, I have to think that the Sharks, if they can go two and two on this road trip, I will consider that a smashing success because there is a very good possibility they could go one and three or zero and four. If they happen to steal a win and finish up three and one on the road trip, I will consider that. Not miraculous, but something that could change a season overall, especially when you come home against beatable opponents in Edmonton and Vancouver. Vegas is going to be tough, obviously, but, you know, you've got to make up these games. You've got to put yourself in a position to have high quality performances when you're back home. And, you know, I I want to see how the Sharks respond because, again, that's what they've done all year long. When they've had a couple of bad losses, they've been able to bounce back and get some high-quality wins. And right now, they are going up into a situation where their backs are against the wall. Credit to the Sharks, when their backs have been against the wall this year, they've had really nice responses. They've been very, very good and been able to just put their best foot forward and have a really good bounce-back performance. And you would hope that that's what they were able to do and I think that you know when you watch the different ways the guys reacted after the game last night we will get into that in a couple of minutes you saw Andrew Cogliano kind of being the the bad cop and you saw Logan Couture being the neutral cop and you saw James Reimer being the good cop and Bob Bugner was kind of trying to take an overall look of it of his yeah you know Tampa's really good we were not good enough it was he was very frank I'll put it that way and that's kind of what you need from your head coach and maybe you know, maybe he was chewing him out in the dressing room. I don't know. I don't think that's often Bob Bugner's style. He was animated on the bench because I'm sure that's a blow to his pride. I mean, Bob Bugner, let's let's be honest. He is a guy who is not that far removed from his playing career and he was the type of player who did not take kindly to getting blown out. Not that any player takes kindly to get getting blown out, but I think for Bob Bugner he still keeps those emotions pretty high up and tries not to forget what it was like to be as a player because he wants to be relatable to his players. And I think he feels that he still needs to show that fire. And I have no problem with that. I didn't think any of Bob's you know, temper that he was showing behind the bench last night was ill-timed or poorly presented. I think you need to be pissed off. I think you need to be angry. I think that you need to show your team that performances like that are completely unacceptable. At the same time, I think Bob Bugner probably saw very clearly what was going on and that it wasn't just that the Sharks were not competitive enough, is that their doors were completely blown off by a Tampa team that was, I mean, snappy. It was just boom, 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 shot, score. Just watching that type of hockey, whew, it's a very, very good team, yeah, and that's that's what I keep on coming back to. The Sharks aren't there yet. I think that's part of where you have to be when you're watching this overall analysis of them as a team. They are not anywhere near where Tampa is, and hopefully they are closer next year. And I, I don't think that doesn't mean that the Sharks can't be a playoff team this year. I think that's just that's how good Tampa is. You give them any opportunity, and they are capable of taking advantage. Whereas the Sharks, when they do get opportunity, they don't bury it, or they can miss a puck. I mean, just the amount of times they had open looks over the past couple of games and just completely missed the net, I mean, you, you can't be a good team and do that. Tampa doesn't do that. They took advantage of the opportunities overwhelmingly that the Sharks gave them. The Sharks again continue to be a team that does not execute on offense and we see the results. And it doesn't just present itself in last night's game because there weren't that many good opportunities, but we can go back and look at recent games and the Sharks just they don't they don't click at that type of a level. And when you have that disparity, you end up with a score that has a disparity like it did last night. But You know, I think that there are takeaways from this game that you can use going forward. You have motivation going into the game when they play Tampa again to have a much better performance. I always, you know, somewhat hyperbolically call it a revenge performance because I don't think that the Sharks take it quote unquote personally in that fashion because you can't get caught up in the emotion. You need to just go out there and play your game. But I think there is also a part of that that has to be kind of rolling underneath what you were able to do and want to come back and beat the team and give a much better showing as much for yourself and your own pride as it is for trying to get a win. I think that's got to play into it as well. And so I think that these are things the Sharks have to take into them against these juggernaut teams in the East that they're going up against. I think they have to remember that they have to come out of the gates flying. I think they have to remember that they are going to have to absorb a rush from a team like Tampa because it was very, very different. I mean, I think that that's that's the best team in hockey right now, and it is different. And I think that they have to be prepared for all the teams they're going up against, the Caps, the Panthers, Carolina, and again, Tampa, that you have to be able to absorb it. You have to be able to not just be good offensively and try and develop some opportunities in the first couple of minutes. But you've got to be able to absorb that rush and you've got to be that much cleaner and you've got to be that much more, you know, just I don't know if conservative is the right word because you don't want to like sit back and try and let them come at you. But you've just got to be more ready for it. And I think the Sharks were not ready to be overwhelmed by that, to see that kind of a blitzkrieg off the start. And that was how it went down, and that's why they found themselves down early. And I think better than that game against Pittsburgh, they were able to stop the bleeding for a bit, but it was just spread out a little bit more than it was against Pittsburgh. So it's just one of, those, one of those nights, one of those games, one of those instances where you have to be able to look back at it and move on very quickly. And I think the Sharks have done a good job of having a short memory this year and being able to put bad losses behind them because you know, I think about blowout losses this year, there really haven't been that many. The game against Boston, The game against Pittsburgh, I guess we could also classify the game against Detroit, even though the Sharks didn't play that bad in that game, I don't think. It it, it was bad in the sense that they gave up the two short-handed goals, but ultimately it doesn't matter how many times you are blown out. A loss is a loss. A win is a win. Points are points. A lack of points is a lack of points. But again, see how the Sharks bounce back. Let's see what they can do as a team, especially after this, and maybe maybe. You know, there's a part of me that thinks maybe it isn't the worst thing that they did suffer a tough loss before going out on the road, because maybe to have any sort of success on this road trip, they needed to have that ultimate reality check, and they needed to understand the standard of what they're going to be going up against over the next four games. I, I know that that might sound a little bit lipstick on a piggish, but I- I'm sorry. I mean, maybe you maybe if you can find a positive out of this, of which I always try and find a positive, it's ultimate reality check before going out on the road and they got that and they are going to know exactly what it's going to take against these teams on the toughest four game road stretch of the year i didn't know that they specifically needed a wake-up call but well if they needed one they most certainly got it all right we're going to get into post-game reaction on the other side you're on morning tide
3: that to-do list you have needs one more thing chill it's an easy thing to do just crack open an ice cold coors light and chill Take the afternoon off and binge watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog, because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly.
1: Welcome back to Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. There's too many guys standing around our net. And they're getting, uh, you know, they're poking pucks through, and they're not paying the price to stand around our blue. We weren't hard enough in our D zone. Um, you know, we jump the check. We stick checked all over the ice, uh, which allows a team that's very offensive to, uh, you know, not have to stop their feet and, uh, and get to uh, feel good and touch a, a ton of pucks early in the game. And uh, you know, we didn't get a save early. Uh, you know, we weren't good in front of them. Um, you know, from top to bottom, I don't think we we're very good. Uh, um, you know, committing to playing um, hard defense and uh, you need to against temporary
2: light. Welcome back, everyone. That's head coach Bob Bugner talking about what he was seeing at the start of the game and a little bit of that standing around that he alluded to, I think, was just, again, the Sharks being overwhelmed. And I think sometimes when you're hit with a rush like that, you just don't know what to do. You just, you almost kind of get stuck in place. And I felt like the Sharks were just completely overwhelmed. And that's what happens when you go up against a really good team and, you know, again, it keeps on being indicative of where the Sharks are and where they are not. And that's that's my grand takeaway of last night. It's not this depressing, oh, my God, they got blown out. Whoa, is the franchise. Whoa, is the team. It's more like, yeah, that's that's where they are not. That is where Tampa Bay is. That is where the Sharks are not. That's where they need to be. And I think that there's... A lot to take away in the sense that you learn from a game like that and you see what that other team does so well. And Buchner talked about it yesterday before the game about how they tried to, you know, be a little bit copycatish or learn and, you know, steal from what Tampa had been doing and try and implement it in their own game. And I do see some of that, but, you know, they're the masters at it right now. It's just you see how good they are at it. You see how the, they punish teams for small mistakes, and it's – it's just where they are right now and, again, where the Sharks are not. Here's more reaction, Andrew Cogliano, on what went wrong, what he saw in that poor start. I don't know, that's a good question. Uh,
0: clearly, you know, we just we just weren't ready to really do anything in the, in, the, in the first period, you know, at the end of the day. Um, I don't know. I don't know what we thought what kind of game it was going to be. Um, you know, we're playing the best team in the league, and um, so obviously we you know you obviously have to respect them but you, you have to play the game and and clearly we just we really just didn't do that you know at the end of the day um we were prepared in terms of what we needed to do and the players are on the ice and and they're supposed to do it and just didn't do it
2: very matter of fact from cogs there and i think it's something i really appreciate about him is that in terms of him being a veteran leader, a guy who's played 1,100 games in his NHL career, he is very, very forthright with how he's feeling after a game, and he wears it, and I think that that's good for the other guys to see, because he probably doesn't know how much longer he's going to play. I, mean, I think he's still got some good years in front of him, but he probably is at the point of his career where he's been through so much, and when he has losses like this, it probably it hurts. I mean it just it's got to hurt it's got to take its toll on him cuz he's been through these battles and he's been up and down and I think that you know when you when you're this at that stage of your career I think you have to be so emotionally invested to where you're not just treating it like one of another game you're trying to be emotionally available in the moment and use those to fuel your motivations and I think that that's the toughest part for a lot of these veterans a lot of these guys who have been around for this amount of time I think that they just they probably have to feel it a little bit more intensely to get that much more of a response from their body. But you could tell, and I, I respect it. You know, I, I think that it's important that the younger guys truly see how somebody after 1,100 games still cares that much and still gets hurt by a bad loss that much. Uh, more reaction to that start, Logan Couture. I don't
1: know. I think uh, compete, maybe. They, uh,
0: they moved the puck around pretty good, and we gave them some freebies, and uh, just made a lot of mistakes, and- it's too good of a team that uh, obviously has won a lot and uh, can't give them easy goals, unless that's what we did.
2: Yeah, like Bob Boogner alluded to, there was some standing around, and this is what James Reimer had to say because he was bearing the brunt of it.
3: Uh, I think we just gave him probably a little bit too much respect. I mean, obviously, um, you know, they're, they're a powerhouse of a team, and and um, I think if you if you respect a team like that too much, You know they'll make plays, and and uh, you know even tonight they got some they got some really uh, fortuitous bounces, which which also helped too. But um, you know um, when you give those guys time and space, uh, they're going to make plays, and and so and they did. You know, and and uh, I think that's just that's just what happens sometimes. I mean, um, like I said, they're a good team, and and uh, I think we were just caught off guard a little bit, and and um, they capitalized.
2: And to watch a team capitalize like that is just staggering because we see so often the Sharks don't capitalize on so many situations that are given to them. We don't see them really take advantage of everything that they are given over the course of a game because you're going to be given opportunities. No team is going to play perfect. And even Tampa did not play perfect last night, but even still the Sharks were not able to capitalize. They were not able to find the back of the net. They were, you know, denied literally on the goal line on several occasions. So, you know, it just shows you that the margin for error for the Sharks is razor thin, and when they don't play a perfect game, especially against one of these upper echelon teams, it has the potential to get ugly, and it did get ugly last night. It was unfortunate that it happened at a home game because you don't want your fans to see something like that, and the other bad losses this year, whether it's been Boston, whether it's been Pittsburgh, whether it's been Detroit, have been away and on the road, even though I guess it was a little bit lopsided against the Caps at home, but you don't want to see that type of a performance happen. You don't want to see that type of a game happen anywhere, but especially not in front of your home crowd. And I think that that was one of the reasons why Cogliano was somewhat distressed after the game. But I think it's, again, important to listen to what a veteran has to say after a game like that, because he sets the example. He shows the standard. He tells guys just the way that Logan Couture does that it is unacceptable. And I think that the way he expresses that to the media is important for everyone to hear
0: you you learn that if you don't want to play, then you're going to lose against good teams and you're going to lose bad. You know, simple as that. I think that's, it's, it's pretty obvious when you play teams like that and not only do you not execute, but you just don't compete. And obviously we think, we thought we were close to their level and, you know, proves that we're not even close. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, if, if, if what you need to learn, it should be a massive wake up call for our team that's played hard and, battled through things all season but no one really cares you know no one cares of the standings and other teams are fighting for the same position and they don't care and they want us to lose and and it's on us to to play hard and and win games and and be close in games against good teams
2: so that was what cogs had to say with regards to a takeaway or a learning aspect this is what bob bugner had to say about what they can take away or what there, there can be a hope of something positive to come out of that game last night.
1: Yeah, I bounce bounced back. I think, you know, differences, we went in and, and you know, we, we were playing in, in buildings like Buffalo and Philadelphia, and those are, those. Uh, you know, there's no disrespect to those teams, but, uh, you know, we're going in a couple, against a couple of monsters here coming up, and, uh, um, you know, that's... You know, whatever level you know, you can't you can't have any success if if, if you can't match the compete, and uh, that's the most discouraging thing for me. We can always sort out the X and o's and the mistakes and and uh, you know um, you know personal personal errors, but uh, um, you know when you're not ready to uh, um, you know play hard, and and uh, and, do, and do the opposite, place off, then uh, you know you, you know that's the uh, that's the issue. So. Um, we got to learn from it and, uh, put it behind us and, uh, you know, and, and get ready for, a, you know, for a first game, important game of a road trip.
2: And Bugner addressed the fact that he was very animated on the bench.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think because, uh, um, you know, we, we, stressed how important this last game was before we went on the road and, uh, um, you know, just things that we talk about fundamental things that weren't, weren't happening. Uh, um, you know, sometimes your legs aren't there and sometimes, you know, you got a team coming in that lost last night, and and obviously we knew they were going to have a big pushback. That's why the Stanley Cup champs. And uh, um, to be ready not to push back ourselves was probably the more disappointing thing for me. So, yeah, I got frustrated on the bench. I think it felt a lot like the Pittsburgh game. Um, you know, I know Shane mentioned Detroit, but uh, Detroit, we thought we played a pretty decent game. We only gave up four or five chances that night. But, uh, you know, again, tonight against Tampa, like we did Pittsburgh two weeks ago, another good team. That was ready to play. Um, you can't, you can't have these nights. And uh, you know, I always say this: there's a way to win, and there's a way to lose. Um, and you go out there and you give it your all against Tampa Bay, and you and and you fight hard and you compete. And you're you're not good enough that night, then hey, that's so be it. But uh, um, we didn't even put up a fight.
2: I like that saying: there's a way to win, and there is a way to lose. Because I'm sure for Bob Buechner, this was not an example of a way to lose. He wants to see an effort-filled loss. I'm sure he looks at that recent performance against. Pittsburgh, where they lost 3 nothing, and you said to yourself, okay, that was a quote-unquote good and or effort-filled loss. Or the same story against the Rangers when they lost 3 nothing That was a good and effort-filled loss. So for Bob Boogner to watch his team lose like that last night, while I'm sure it's not a complete surprise that they were dismantled by Tampa, I think it was the fact that it happened so quickly and right out the gate, when for him, he's saying, you got to be ready. This is a momentum game. we got to carry this effort off into the road, and then it's just boom. It's just... It's like that right off the bat. You're behind often and early and you don't have any recovery and it gets worse before it gets better. And then at the end of the night, you've gotten it handed to you on a platter, and then you've got to, you know, kinda of eat it and take it out onto the road. And it's not listen, it's not a good place to be, but you've got to have a short memory. And that's what I appreciate about Reimer, because he is just the guy who's he's the goalie. He's used to these negative situations. The goalies, it's the loneliest position in sports. You know, when they When the team gives up a goal, they don't usually zoom in on the other defensive players that may have broken down before that puck got to the goalie one-on-one or in a bad situation. It's always they show the goalie, they show him take a drink out of his water, they focus in on him because he was the last line of defense. And I think if you are a goalie, you've got to be able to forget that very, very quickly. And that was the opinion that we saw from Reimer after the game. And as much as I liked the pained nature of... Of an Andrew Cogliano, I liked just how blasé and you know let's move on from it that we saw from James Reimer.
3: Yeah, I think it's I think it will be easy to flush in the sense that um, we know we're 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 a lot better team than we showed tonight, and um, you know honestly it's just it's just an off night, you know, and so I think you uh, you look yourself in the mirror and and uh, and you and you know you can do better, and 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 that's it. I mean, um, you know, there's nothing you know sometimes these these suck um and are good at the same time in a sense they suck because you know you can play so much better and it's frustrating when you don't um but the good part is you know you can play so much better and and next time you will so um i think it's that's that's the case here
2: nothing phases optimus rhyme we are out of time i will see you all on wednesday afternoon with the build-up then thursday morning after the sharks go out onto the road and take on the caps for the san jose sharks i'm ted ramey signing off
1: You've been listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide Brought to you by Coors Light On the Sharks Audio Network